1: Oh, and welcome back to the FBL Roundtable I'm your host Kevin DeVries at KevRoth That is your other host, Rob Landry You can
0: find him at Smokey underscore Lugie What's going on, man? What up? What's going on everybody in fantasy uh, podcast land? Since we're getting closer and closer and itching And we keep refreshing the uh, official site To see if <laughs> it's it's been updated Every time I look at Twitter Everybody keeps sending a new, pic, putting up the same picture with new notes saying Oh, it works, but it doesn't It yeah. really doesn't work but, uh, yeah, we're going to touch on that. We'll touch on that in a little bit. You know, Euros is still here, so we'll uh, we'll touch briefly on that, see how our league is going. And uh, and by all means, if you're leading our league, um, please reach out to us because you're going to get a free kit if you send us the right information.
1: Oh, and also if you win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not if over yet. <laughs> but, yeah, let's say if you're in the top ten, you should probably let us know your contact info.
0: Yeah, uh, your you can tweet it to yeah. yeah, your secretary should contact me or because I'm the secretary. <laughs> or better known as the FPL BITCH, um, yeah. So, yeah. It's only because he's cute and he looks good behind a phone. So I, I do look good behind a desk. I look better <laughs> under it. Oh god. Oh my. Oh my.
1: T- too soon, man. The whole Clinton thing. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. We should start talking about the euros. I will complain for a little bit. I'm not sure if it's the game fault or if I somehow didn't actually click confirm. But I was so excited with Griezmann, a goal and two assists, thought I had captained him, came back, found out that I hadn't, was very angry about that. I have listed, and now I'm down to, I think, 43 or 44. The moment Rob, on the other hand, did actually captain Griezmann, I believe, leaped up to 32. Now we're in an interesting situation as we head into the semifinals where a whole lot of people have a whole lot of players that are no longer uh, in the game. Uh, my Larice Hennessy pick at the beginning of the tournament ended up being really helpful <laughs> as I somehow managed to get two semifinalist keepers here so I didn't have to worry about any of that. Uh, I'm probably going to bring in Neil Taylor who has the most chances uh, created of defenders at this tournament, which is uh, insane because most people listening to this also follow Fantasy Premier League. And if I told you at the beginning of this that Neil Taylor would matter even a little bit at all, uh, you probably wouldn't have believed me. You'd probably stop listening to the
0: podcast and be like, these guys are quacks.
1: Also, I believe the first show I said it's hard to own Taylor and Davies, or Davis, blah, Um, because they're both on the left, but Ben Davis is really a left-sided center back, with Taylor as a left wing back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that ended up going well. Uh, I guess a question that, that should be asked at this point is, how many players do you think you should have from each
0: side? Um, I think I touched on this before. You know, basically looking at the games, Portugal, Wales, and then Germany, France. Uh, the germany french game, I think, is a lot harder to, to predict. You know, Germany of the stouter defense in this tournament. Uh, I think they only gave up what one goal in regulation so far. Um, so I'm personally stacking my team with uh, with Portugal players. I think they're going to be the better team in this game, though. Wales has shown propensity to be uh, you know, unheralded and unpredictable and basically score more than everybody else and create more than everybody else with Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale. So um, basically I would own the stars that you need to own. Like You can completely load up your roster now because – the way that the rosters are, you have so many limited choices. So if you're not starting Bail up top with you know some form of French forward and Ronaldo, I don't know what what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I you basically it's it's everybody's preference. If you prefer Portugal over Wales, then do it that way. If you prefer Wales over Portugal, then do it that way. The only thing that's got you know that help helps you is that you have an you don't have a limited, but you have you know a, a Chester drawer of. Transfers at your disposal when uh, when this the semifinal games are finished. So yeah, so I mean you can commit to one team and then you could probably bail yourself out with the amount of transfers they give you.
1: Yeah, uh, unsurprising to most of our listeners, I'm a little more conservative. I'm hedging my bets a bit at the moment. Uh, obviously, don't make your transfers yet until we really know uh, the last day of training and make sure everybody's still okay. Which by the time you're hearing this, you should already know. Um, but so I currently have in my plans uh, four Portuguese players, three Welsh players. Oh, four if you count Hennessy. Uh, three Germans and, uh, and uh, three French. Is that math right? That sounds like way too many players.
0: Yeah. You, I think you're missing up, making up your EU team, so <laughs> you're, you're EU team. Okay. So Welsh players that I have.
1: Bale, Allen, Taylor, Hennessy, if I confirm this. I okay. uh, already had Hennessy and Bale. Uh, French players: Griezmann, Payette. Oh, and that's it. Oh, so yeah, it's just two. That's where the numbers are wrong. I still have Andre Gomez on my bench, but thinking of bringing in Ronaldo, Sanchez, and Guerrero. I uh, already have Boateng and Hummels and Kroos. So no, I, I would rather have a different German player. But six. Well, I, I'm already listed at four transfers if I do this.
0: Well, Hummels is out, so you need to get. Oh, ready. is he? Yeah, he's oh, he it. got a
1: card. Oh, yeah. wait, no, uh, Huetis. Not, not Homeless. Huetis. 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 Also, our Jurassic Park pick, that did not go well. Yeah. We made, like, a whole episode about him. Uh, we'll move on with our lives. Oh, uh, Lurice. I also have Lloris, who's French, but he's on my, he's on my bench. But that's, that's basically my makeup now. So I've, I've hedged my bets a whole lot. I have at least three players from each country that's still left. Um... Is is that what your team is looking more like or are you leaning more heavily towards the Portuguese and the Germans?
0: Uh I, I'm loaded up with Portuguese and Germans. Uh hold on, I clicked off the thing. It is Hummels, by the way, they're suspended. Yeah. Uh okay. Yeah, so I, I've got Neuer, Hector, Otsel, Cruz for from the German contingent. I have uh Rafael Guerrero, Pepe, and Ronaldo from from Portugal and then I have three I'm actually pretty even all around then I have Payet Pogba and Griezmann from France and then from Wales I kind of like I'm doing like you I hedge my bet but they are mostly on the bench I did bail Jonathan Williams and James Chester as my you know salary dumps so I mm. can get more stars on the pitch Joni Asta like it um,
1: there was a little concern that Pepe may miss this one through injury but aside from that that sounds that sounds pretty dope so do those things I guess is is what we're saying. Also, uh, of of interesting note, uh, when I do midfield rankings, uh, a stat I really like looking at is goal difference because it gives you a hint towards are they going to get that one uh, point for clean sheets and how much are they creating going forward. Uh, Currently, the three best teams in this uh, this tournament uh, are three of the semifinalists, which is Germany, uh, France, and Wales, and then Portugal is way down the line with just one. Uh, I just think that's an interesting thing to point out. Nothing really else there. You have three Frenchmen with the most uh, created goals in that they either scored or uh, assisted them. You have Griezmann with six, Giroud with five, Payet with five, and then Bale with four. (laughs) <laughs> and then Murata, Oh, no, Then uh, Ronaldo with four as well. Mm-hmm. Two goals, two assists. So, uh, I mean, it isn't that surprising when you consider that the more games you play, the more likely you're to be up there. If you're in the semifinals, mm-hmm. you obviously played a lot of games. But, uh, I I'd like to limit myself to, to those lists, people that are contributing both ways. Um, which, yeah. to be fair, most of the options left are. Do you have any interest in a price dump with Hal Robson-Khanu?
0: Um... The only problem with him is if, if they're down or up, you know, I, he gets subbed off or subbed on. So it all depends on how they attack the the, the beginning of the game. You know, I, I don't have the, the the times when he comes in and comes off in, in front of me, but I know he's been subbed off in, in two two or three games. So I, I'd be worried about that he doesn't get a full run. That's the only thing I'm worried about. And I don't think there's enough players to go like that. You'd want to invest in that. You'd need a salary dump up. to. Because I currently am rostering Bale, Griezmann, and Ronaldo, and I still have Cruz, Payet, Pogba, and Özil through the midfield. So I don't know where you need to really need a price dump, because <laughs> those are basically the seven of the top, you know, maybe 15 players left in this whole whole game.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I'm just trying to scroll through. Uh, Hal Robson-Kanu has played 206 minutes at this tournament, and that's four Fine. games. Okay. So two full so matches was, is 180 so, so I was kind of
0: so I was kind of right
1: yeah you're super right yeah, that's not a lot of minutes you gotta be a little bit worried about that um
0: I'd so, be more worried about him wrecking havoc on the premier league next year
1: ooh, ooh yeah not super interested in that at all
0: <laughs> uh but yeah that we'll, we'll
1: see where that goes uh as for our league I already mentioned I dropped down to 44 I think you're at 32 I didn't pull that 32 the 32 yeah, yeah. um 61 yeah, my points team behind thing the lead. really burned me. My defense really didn't help at all. Last time, I got one point from all of my defenders. That's not mm-hmm. gonna help. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of where the Euro game is sitting right now. Do you have any big takeaways other than the format of this game is kind of awful and there are no bonus points?
0: Uh, I'm 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 enthused about the amount of players that have joined this. I mean, they're close to two million. Right, I believe it was a was a number I saw one point eight million or something like that. Players are participating in this. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, one.3 one point uh, three, one point three million. Okay, so I, made my, uh, you I may mean, my you may
1: have looked at the U.S. number and added uh, a number at the end. Yeah, that's totally what it 29, did. Twenty nine.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. But I mean, it's, it's a good number. I mean, it's basically a third of what that does the FPL uh, from a standpoint of this is a smaller tournament. It is a summer. People don't always have the time to commit to it, but. You know what I mean? The format kind of wonked everybody, uh, you know. But it's it's an interesting it's an interesting play on a on a time when it's a, a good transfer in between the end of the FPL season into the new FPL season. So because there's something to do because nobody's really going to be paying to the the, the Zika Olympics. Um, <laughs> but yes, but like everybody's everybody's pining for the for the FPL stuff. So. You know they're dying for the for the page to open, so so they can look at the prices instead of having to pay 15p to uh, to for, for educated guesses.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was sly. Um, if if you're wondering, fantasy football fix, which is a very good app during this season. Oh, uh,
0: fantastic, fantastic! And I I give them all the props in the world.
1: Yeah, but it is a little strange. Actually, uh, why why don't you talk about this? Because you were talking about the price differences in some
0: of the promoted strikers. Uh, I think we touched on mostly the promoted guys, uh, the newly promoted guys, because – you know, players like players like Zlatan, you know, they're going to have a, an inflated price tag because of what he's done in his career and what what people are expecting he's going to do. You know, I believe you said that they predicted his price was going to be at twelve million, mm. which is probably about right. Uh, and then I asked where Aguero is, and if Zlatan is slightly less than Aguero, I don't have a problem with that. The problem I have uh, problem I have with is remember last year when the promoted teams came up, you know, you had the Watfords and the Bournemouth players, the Callum Wilsons, the uh, uh Odia Nagalu is the Troy Deenies. All three of those players started at 5.5, Correct, Kevin? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And I the next person after the big guys that I asked you about, I asked you about Zlatan, I asked you about Guerro. And the next person I asked you about was Andre Gray. You know, Andre Gray is basically the the similar similar age, similar production level that Odin Agalu was. And what did you say Andre Grey was? Uh, seven 7.5. Seven, five. That's two million more than Odin Agalu last year. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they had the same exact amount of goals the year I, before I in the championship. I do not know that
1: offhand, but it's possible. Agallo did contribute a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's that's my only gripe. Um, I don't know how they're figuring out that Andre Gray coming up for you know you know a Burnley squad that is probably about the same, maybe a little less. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe a little less than what Watford was when they came up is two a whole two dollars more than an Odi Gallo who was basically the same exact player coming into the champion uh, the Premier League. But I, that, that that's my only grip. I'm just worrying, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how they're figuring it out that that he is that price and, you know, Gray is a different price. And then then it then it continued on because I kept trickling into to other guys, you know, like uh Sam Volks and players of that like, you know, Jordan Rhodes. So those all those guys should be either bare minimum or near minimum players and then you told me that their prices and I was like wait a second how are they getting inflated because they're, they're basically figuring out an algorithm based on you know geometric numbers I guess by monkeys throwing Cheetos I, I don't know
1: <laughs> yeah um, I think the, the only uh, possible thing like if, if the numbers come out and they look a lot like this the only thing I would think that could have contributed to it is they're expecting a market reaction to the past few years like you, you told me early this week that you there's probably gonna be a lot more players over ten than in the past. And mm-hmm. so maybe there have been so many budget options. Cause we had it with Vardy, we had it with Agallo, we had it with Dini, we had it with Ali. Maybe well, Ali's a different case because he wasn't promoted. But yeah. maybe they're the they're expecting that the FPL site will react to the fact that there have been so many cheap options, which has kept prices so low. I mean, what what was it? The average final uh cost of teams was like 105 something
0: 10 104.5 I believe yeah 104 so, point, four yeah so four point something
1: right but it's because people were so cheap at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season so I I will say that if this ends up being right a sorry uh and b that must be what they were thinking uh, or they're just overvaluing everybody so that when you get into the actual thing you feel this weird sense of relief. Like oh I can afford so many other players now, um, mm-hmm. but anyway that's that's <laughs> that's us talking about that. Um, what what are you most looking forward to this year uh, in the coming FPL season?
0: Uh, I'm looking to see what they've done to either alter the use of chips. Um, uh, sorry, crisps. Hashtag crisps. Crisps. Hashtag <laughs> crisps. Um, I'm looking to see. Um, if they implement something similar to what the Euros have done with the with the change of captain, which might be a good thing uh, or a bad thing, I don't yeah, like th- it. particularly. that would be really interesting. Um, if you were allowed to change
1: only, it and take it away from your first yeah, guy change, to gamble on a second day, change good game, you know,
0: change yeah, definitely change it. Only change it to a guy that hasn't played yet. I'll you tell know, you. Change. I'll tell
1: you why it might be a little touchy, and it's that typically the Champions League teams play on Saturday which is where most of the good players are going to be. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not as evenly balanced as it is at a tournament like the Euros.
0: Oh, true. Very true. But uh, I'm just just wondering what they're changing. It would
1: be a very interesting mechanic. Do you you think there's any point in bringing the chips back from last year? Let's not say that, because I guess there is. It affected things a lot. Did you enjoy particularly the crisps
0: last year? Yeah, I I did. I think that the one thing I'd like to to do is say if you're in a mini-league... And you look at your other, you look at one of your teams that you're chasing. I think that they should have a, your, the ability to look at a oh, team show. on their main page and see what crisps they have available. They yeah. should label them like badges, and like like you want a medal in the army. That's like like they are like that's <laughs> that. So you so you can play a strategy knowing okay this guy's used He's two of those. It. Yeah. yeah, that's the, that's the only other thing I would like. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh,
1: Rob already mentioned both of our F5 buttons are, are broken. Um, we're just refreshing this page over and over again, which half launched yesterday. Um, just to say that it's going to launch, which yeah. wasn't particularly helpful. But the one really interesting thing is the stats page updated, which mm-hmm. is much more interactive and user friendly than it has been in the past. Um, maybe not, uh, where they thought it would be. By now, is if you go to the uh, player stats tab, it shows up as label dot 2015 slash 16. Somebody was probably supposed to convert that from code. Um, but the really interesting thing about these player stats is we've already seen a couple of potential positional changes. Now, mm-hmm. Rob and I both play in the Play Toggle League, which has been using different formations and and different positions. Like last year, we already had to deal with Alexis being a forward. Uh, Who else? Bojan, Arnautovic. Mm -hmm. All those guys were forwards. It looks like all of them are forwards on the Premier League site now. And assuming that they aren't going to randomly split their stats groups, you'd kind of assume that that might translate into FPL. So right now, the ones that are really of note uh, are, again, Alexis Sanchez listed as a forward, Arnautovic listed as a forward. And one of your kind of sneaky picks daily blint listed as a defender mm-hmm. what what are you thinking about about daily blint coming into the year
0: well i mean if he gets an opportunity to play i don't know how how he's gonna adapt to Mourinho's system but you know and I, I know there's been transfer rumors of him wanting to leave or them wanting him to to get him out i don't i I remains to be seen you know anything can happen in a Mourinho run united squad and you know with with a month and a half left to go before the season starts, uh, definitely anything can happen. I like him as as a as a dif- as a defender because United's uh, clean sheet potential last year would have netted him you know an additional seventy points last year. So you know by being listed as a midfielder, only got him one point per clean sheet last. You know if he was listed as a defender, all the all. Game last year, he would have been in the top twelve scoring defenders. So
1: yeah, Eric Dyer also listed as a midfielder now. Also, actually, we should talk about this. There might be nobody actually more qualified to talk about this than us and and our fantasy baseball love. Why don't they have split
0: eligibility in fantasy Premier League? You know that that's actually a great that's actually a great thing. um, You should have guys like a. Like an Alexa Sanchez, like an Eric Dyer, who you know they've gained the eligibility, so they use they have multiple eligibilities for this year, and then next year they lose it. If does that make yeah, sense? I yeah, think demand, demand
1: sh- like like what it is right now, where you have to get ten to earn it, twenty to keep it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I like if you that. Get, or five. I, I, it's oh yeah, because that's like, out of one
1: hundred and sixty-two yeah, games. <laughs> I'd
0: probably say five. I'd probably say five and five, but you know, five just. Five to keep it. Five to you know keep going. So five and five and ten total. Yeah, five ten total. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like. I, you
1: know, I, I don't know why it's not a thing as we think about it. I mean maybe because uh, it would be hard to reflect flexibility as value. Like would mm-hmm. would dual eligible players automatically get like a one price bump just to kind of make it fair? Because then if you have like three flex guys on your bench, yeah, you'd have a much better time of it than teams that kind of stuck to isolated players. It, it may take some time to integrate if they did it, but I just think that would be very interesting, especially as we see all of these players that are kind of shifting around. Uh, I, I just think that that would be a very, very interesting thing. Oh, And like the point of having it earned during the season is uh, so, uh, a player like uh, Mikhail Antonio, mm-hmm. who was a defender basically within this first month. Yeah, um, and that obviously wasn't reflected so what if they just updated it like once monthly what, what position is he actually playing now if you say that flexing is too hard which I could get especially from like a design standpoint how, mm-hmm. how to get like all the coding right and everything but why not after a month be like oh well this month he played in this position yeah. and move it around uh, well, I, then I guess you have invalid lineups, and then do you punish people for having invalid lineups?
0: Yeah, it's We're, tough. You know, yeah, it, it's a fine. It's there's a there's a fine line in there, of uh, who does what and where. You know, another interesting name for uh, position change. Roberto Firmino is listed as a forward in the official game as well.
1: Ooh,
0: hmm, that will be interesting, actually. I've been I've been trying to search guys that that have you know questionable where they were where they were last year where they are this yeah, year Yeah, yeah. But, but so Firmino is one Dyer is another uh, Daily Blend is is one change for the positive everybody else is a change for the negative because forward and nobody if everybody gets listed as forwards like Alexis Sanchez Firmino it, it limits there were the, problems the options last year
1: with yeah, I mean, with how which forwards are you going to plug in yeah I mean if, you if only get, get three forwards <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is going to be that is going to be very interesting to see how people balance all of that. Um, man, I, it's it's going to be this is going to be a tough year, I, I think. <clears throat> Regardless of of crisp usage, which I assume will just be the same. I'd definitely mm. do it one year and then be like, oh, well, that was kind of overrated, whatever, <laughs> and then undo it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. Are there any teams in particular that you're already eyeing?
0: Uh I mean. There's players that I'm eyeing. I mean there's nobody that I'm really, really – I'm waiting to see the prices because prices dictate everything for you because if all things are considered and the price is different, then I'm going to go with a guy that, that fits into my squad better that allows me to bring in a guy who is a better fantasy asset. You know, and this this kind of takes me into the questions. That, me and Kevin always bring, make up questions that we never tell each other for the for the, uh, <laughs> the podcast because it makes it fun, it makes it spontaneous, it makes things makes things fun. And my my question is, I had four teams listed here, uh, the three promoted teams, and then I picked Bournemouth as well because they're kind of like a promoted team. They're a lower level team that they had doesn't so have so many injuries people. last year. Yeah, tons, and they they're a team that. Uh, you know somebody may not look for for fantasy assets. So my question to you, Kev, is I'm going to reflect this back to you because I kind of answered my question that I kind of wait for the values to come out and then tinker. Uh, but my question to you is, you have to give me one Bournemouth player, one Hull player, one Middlesbrough player, and then I left out Burnley because you're probably going to pick one of two guys, and it's probably Gray, Vokes, or maybe. Maybe somebody else, but I'm, I'm giving I'm going to give it to you as Gray or Vokes because that's probably the two that you're probably going to going to pick. So Gray or Vokes in a vacuum, if the price was drastically favored towards Gray, one point five million in his favor, who would you take? Wait, you mean for Vokes? Because Gray should be more expensive. Yeah, Gray Gray's more expensive. Vokes, <laughs> yeah. is, say, I'd, I'd Vokes take, is six. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'd take Vokes. Um, so okay, so uh, let's see. For, Bournemouth player, right? For Bournemouth. Bournemouth, Bournemouth player. um Mings will probably be cheap. They'll mm-hmm. probably okay. 4.0 or 4.5. So we'll go M- yeah. Ming's there. Uh, I like Rhodes or Sneakley, uh and, and they just brought him in, Victor Fisher mm-hmm. from Middlesbrough. I've seen Adoma getting a, a lot of love from some places. Um, but I'll, you know what? I'll say Fisher. That's who because, I, have That's yeah, what I have as well. Yeah, because you're going to get your forwards elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Vokes probably for... Uh, Burnley And I love uh, Robertson for Hull. Uh, but don't forget, everyone seems to be forgetting this. And I got him in the expert draft way El, late, and I didn't know El why. Mohamedy. El Mohammedi was a fantasy stud two years ago stud. in was all formats. Mm-hmm. And it seems like everyone has forgotten that. He didn't do huge things last year in the championship, which you probably would have expected. But that's one you definitely need to keep an eye on, especially because he plays as a wingback a lot of the time. So that's another one that will be very interesting to see how His he game- gets listed.
0: His game is very similar to Riyad Mahrez. He's a very mm. shifty shifty kind of player, playmaker but kind But somehow of. dives more, yeah. which I didn't know was possible. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: but yeah, if, if he somehow got listed as a defender, which a wingback mm. technically is, that, then he'd be incredibly valuable. But even yeah. as a midfielder, I, I think there's a lot of value there. But I also like uh, Robertson. He sends in loads of crosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think he could really... This, this yeah. could remind everyone the potential that we saw last time has probably turned into ability by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that would probably be interesting. So
0: yeah. He he has Charlie Daniels type ability.
1: He does. Yeah. So uh just off the top of the head here I got Mings, Fisher, Vokes, who who could be listed as a midfielder by the way. He might be. Um which would be interesting in which case I'd go Rhodes. But Mings, Rhodes or Fisher, Vokes and El slash robertson Couldn't limit it there.
0: Yeah. I, I'll just run down mine because I, I answered my own question just in case you asked it back. I, I have Joshua King for Bournemouth. Uh, I think this is the year he steps up. I I mm-hmm. loved him last year. I think he does it again. El Mohamedy for Hull. Uh, we already talked about him. Victor Fisher for Middlesbrough. He played well at Ajax last year. Uh, I can see him just stepping right into that center attacking mid-roll for, for a Middlesbrough team. Uh, and then Burnley. You know what? One guy there, you're probably going to look at uh, other places for, for offensive players. I'd I look at Ben Mee from Burnley. Yeah. He great, in the, great, great in the air. He's going to cost you probably minimum four or five. Um, you know, Burnley—they're they're okay defensively. They're not—they're not like you know. You know, awful, but you know they could be the Watford of this year. And look what you know, look what Gomez did for for Watford's goalie. You know, yeah. what did he look? What he did. Uh, you know, th- that could be the you know Heaton could be that guy this year. Uh, but I'd probably look for a defender because I'd probably want to invest in a more uh, a, a more reliable system co- system goalie than than you know Heaton. So I'd probably look at like a Ben Me from from Burnley. All
1: yeah. right, and interesting <laughs> on Burnley is whether or not they're going to be able to. uh Hold on to uh, Keen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because if not, all of a sudden that defense gets... Shaky. Uh, yes. Yeah, like immediately. But he, he's, like- a, he's a very talented player that probably deserves, question mark, a move. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he stays, it I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
0: All right, now I have my second question because I'm just loaded up with questions today. This is going to be a rapid fire. I'm going to put two players in a group. I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six groups. Most of them are, are new transfers into the Premier
1: League.
0: Mm. I want you to just fire off who you, who you would take and maybe like a, a five- or six-word thing of why you think, okay. think it would be that way. Okay, we're going to start with uh, Ilkay Gundogan or Sadio Mane.
1: Oh, dang. Uh, Sadio Mane. He plays further up the pitch.
0: Uh, Andre Townsend, Nathan Redman. Ooh.
1: Redman, because he doesn't have to deal with Zaha. Who, by the way, is equally disappointing, but it's just going to be a contest to see who can disappoint more.
0: Okay. Granite Shaka, Victor Wanyama.
1: No. <laughs> they play they play way too deep. Xhaka, if it's a draft league, but I don't think either yeah. of them have any value in normal fantasy.
0: Okay. Eric Bialy, Joel Matip. Ooh. Mateep has
1: a clearer path to playing time because Baye uh, plays on the same side as Chris Smalling, which yep. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Mourinho isn't as married to playing uh, right-footed center backs, and by right I mean correct, not right the direction. Yeah, um, I think he was a depth.
0: I think he was a depth signing
1: person. Yeah, as to why, which means they still have to bring somebody else in unless they think Phil Jones is finally going to be healthy. Oh yeah, but bring uh,
0: back, bring back Cathcart. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do still have question marks about uh, Mateep but i think playing time there is is more likely.
0: Okay, i got two more. Mm. Nolito or Mishi Batshuai. Who
1: uh entirely depends on Costa. If Costa stays not so much Batshuai. If Batshuayi, er, er, if Costa goes then i think it's it's easily Bachuya just because i think the point of Nolito is them being able to get rid of Bonnie and then having mm-hmm. cover for both Aguero and out wide if Sterling disappoints. I, I think you know what Nolito is going to be that player that at the end of the year will have played in thirty
0: six games but started like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, and then the last one is Laton or Aguero. Whoo! This is the fun one, right? Yeah. Uh, Aguero because he's
1: a known probably I'm 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 pretty conservative there although I I know we kind of touched on pl- uh, teams to like early mm-hmm. uh, Man United start the season with Bournemouth, Southampton and Hull which is a pretty good start especially since Southampton are going to be dealing with a new manager like, yeah. they won't be as settled in yet you got to like that beginning run mm-hmm. uh, City on the other hand start with Sunderland, Stoke and West Ham yeah. that Stoke defense can show up or not show up that that'll that'll be an interesting one. You know what? Uh if it's week one. Oh man, but Aguero versus Sunderland. Uh yeah. dang. That that's a real, real tough one. I'm gonna yeah. give I'm gonna give Aguero the fifty one forty nine win just yeah. because it's, we it's, know what he is. Close. But but the margin of error is five percent.
0: So it's close. You know, t- touching on the Nolito uh Hawaii. Yeah. Uh Nolito's going to be overpriced because he's going into a city squad, so he's almost yeah. going to he's almost guaranteed to be at nine.
1: That's crazy, yeah, and it's you entirely know? possible. Yeah, I just, si- just would that. Same thing,
0: same thing with Mitchie. He's going to be he's going to be overrated because he's on he's on Chelsea. Look at look at Pedro came in at last year. Pedro came in at nine. You yeah, know? and never and never went up and never went down. He's always stayed around. <laughs> that was one like up,
1: plus one, and then all the finance. Chelsea defenders were always six That's the whole six. year because nobody ever bought in. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's why the only one I only one I ever rostered all year was Zuma because he 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 was like 4.5 when he yeah. or 5.0 when he started.
1: Although it is worth noting for people that this Chelsea defense is going to be insane
0: next year with Conte at the helm. Oh my god. They're, they they and we mean you talked offline about how deep they are and they if they if they wanted to pull like guys back from loans, they, they'd be ridiculous. Yeah,
1: uh, namely Andreas Christensen, who was yeah, the absolutely. best center back that Chelsea owned and he can't play at this at the club for another year unless they could arrange some kind of deal. But, yeah. I, I, I will say the problem with some of the, the center backs at Chelsea is if you're going to play three at the back, which is what Conte typically does, mm-hmm. although he did play a 4-4-2 earlier in his career, if he's going to play three at the back, Terry doesn't have the pace, Zuma doesn't have the positioning, Cahill doesn't have the pace, uh, Dave Hendrick, uh, I was actually speaking with, thought it would be interesting if they actually use Azpilicueta as part of that three, because we've seen... How effective Davis can be in that role for Wales, just because of the uh, uh, mobility. Yeah, but
0: uh, I've I've seen I've seen similar similar things where they've had Espuliqueta and they they've tinkered. You know, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how Ivanovic fits into the system. He's the one yeah. player that I I don't know what he's going to do oh, with. Him. Wow, I don't know why I didn't think about that as a right center back in a three. Ah, he, it could work. I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could work. Um, but but who then? Who plays? Are they are they gonna they gonna trust Baba on the outside and Espoliqueta on the other? It's tough. Well, uh, you can do Quadrado on the right yeah. as as a wingback because he's
1: already done it. He did it with Juve last year. The yeah. left is where you got a question: Is Hazard really gonna track back or do you no. move him to no, more you, of a he, ten roll He's and gonna then play Williams on play, the He's left, gonna play advanced. Question mark.
0: Yeah, yes, I, I don't. Yeah.
1: That, that is going to be really interesting. Actually, we talked about this last year, um, and I talked to Rasmus about it as well, who's, who's also a Chelsea fan, about where people thought Chelsea were going to go. And both of you told me that Willian would be the one to win playing time over Oscar, which Ooh. obviously happened. Well, what are your leanings? Like, with um, um, Quadrado coming back, with Willian, with Pedro still there, still technically have Oscar... How do you, th- and and obviously Hazard, unless he goes, which I don't think he will anymore. Right. And, oh, and, ha- and, and you...
0: Fabregas, too.
1: Yeah, who might push up if you brought in somebody like N'Golo? Mm-hmm. but that deal looks dead now. Yeah, well, I don't h- how do, bad do bad. you think those minutes divide? Like, if, if you could yeah. pick three right now, that bank of three behind Ooh. the forward, who do you think gets the most minutes?
0: Uh, I think it's Willian plays the center role. I think he has Hazard on the one side, and I think he has. Who do you, uh Pedro on the other side that's the start of the year i think that's how they start um quadrado
1: could win it out cuz he tracks back
0: yeah i think quadrado is going to play a more recessed role behind them if they, if he plays he may play next to next to Modic. who knows you know they he, they could play something like kind of a weird little you know uh, like a like a subsystem like below the the, mm. the attacking four um, I don't know what they're going to do, but they have a lot of guys that fit into smaller roles. You know, Fabregas is definitely going to be on the pitch because he's definitely a Conte kind of player. Uh, he Conte system requires a facilitator, if I'm unless I'm completely mistaken. Yeah. But I always remember Conte being he's, the, he's guy the Marquisio. Who, yeah, in the Conte yeah system. exactly, exactly. You know, uh, Modric is going to be on the on the field because he, he's the defensive stopper. Whether he proves it or not, if if he doesn't prove it early on, then Chelsea's going to go more offensive, and then Modric is never going to see the pitch. Yeah. And then that solves that solves every question. Then you'll have Quadrado and and Fabregas in the, the role above the defenders, and then you'll have Willian, Pedro, Hazard, and you know, Michi up top. Yeah. Diego. Yeah. I'm not sure are.
1: Quadrado has the physicality to be in a you yeah. know a double pivot, but um. If that was the case, what do you think would happen with, um, not Cameron Carter-Vickers, that's Tottenham, um, yours, Ruben Loftus cheek, do, do you think there's any value in him at all this year?
0: No, I, I don't. He's going I think he's gonna be stunted this year. To be honest, I don't think I don't think Conte's gonna go to any of the young guys because I think he wants to play what he has and and see what he has and if he doesn't have it with them, he's gonna see what he needs because mm. he's got an open he's got an open checkbook if he wants it. You know, th- I mean, they also have Kennedy too. Kennedy showed very good promise towards the end of the last year. He's you know he's he basically <laughs> starting as a forward, ending as a left back. That yeah, was I mean, interesting. <laughs> he, could, he could play all over the pitch. You know, um, but I, Ruben Loftus Cheek was was tagged like two years ago as as the guy. So. Yeah that was coming up through the through the system but you know i to be fair that
1: was after josh maccarron who was the thing yeah, for like yeah. 5 years he was, so <laughs> he was that he was the guy of the
0: moment of the guy
1: you know right. um okay well shifting from that then which young players do you think could get a breakthrough this year mm, maybe not just chelsea just overall
0: oh overall Hmm.
1: like do you think any of the wingbacks at united break through like it you might. think cbj or um Oh wow! I already forgot his name. Cameron right Jackson. Yeah, no, I know him. the The other one on the right side, the, the Dutch one. Ah, this is gonna kill me.
0: Wow, You're, I totally just bonked on it too. He even played.
1: He played really well against Tottenham too. I just can't, yeah, I know. can't do it. Oh well. Yeah, Man United, right? Yeah, back. exactly. <laughs> not Raphael. <laughs> that was that was a while ago. Also, not Darmian. Really? Oh, Fosu Mensa. Fosu Mensa.
0: How can we forget that? I Jesus. don't what know. The, what the hell is wrong with that That
1: sounded like some great radio, though. I bet everybody listening is really glad they heard us Google. Yeah, Fosu a- absolutely. Mensa.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, young player wise, it, you're looking for like the middle, the middle club, middle. You know, you're not looking at like the Uniteds, the Arsenal's, the Liverpool's. Um, you know. Victor Fisher is Ooh, a good one. Actually, nice let's talk player. about the Liverpools.
1: You remember Joe Gomez from the first, like, four weeks last year? Ab- before absolutely. he got hurt? That's an interesting one. That's a good one. I hadn't thought about it's that definitely. until, like, literally right now. Uh, definitely uh, I- a good one. Ihe Nacho. If Sterling got hurt, Nolito oh, would be relegated it. to the wing, and then Nacho oh, would man. actually matter.
0: Uh, D- oh. With- Divock Origi. I think the Arigi- yeah. this could be Origi's a- make or break for him in, in the Premier
1: yeah, I, I think an interesting one, and I'd be interested to get your take on this, is Mourinho today in his introductory press conference says he doesn't see Rooney as a midfielder. Which, no, I, good. I, I, saw,
0: I saw that as well. Yeah. So
1: now, which of these four loses out? Between Ibrahimović, Martial, Rashford, and Rooney. My thought is Martial is actually the safest, because they can just throw him on the wing and Depay hasn't developed at all, so he has guaranteed playing time out there. But I, I guess of those three then... Of Rooney uh, and Ibrahimovic and Rashford, who do you think misses out?
0: I don't. You know, I want to say Rooney because Mourinho's reluctancy to play older players. You know, it it's come comes through. Look what he did with Lampard at the end of his his career at, at Chelsea. Uh, you know, of the of the four, you know, the my you're thinking from a fantasy dynamic wise. I mean, I yeah. I don't want I don't want Rooney. I'd want I want Martial. Look what Martial does in games. He's, he's fleet of foot. He can beat a guy in a, on a defender and he doesn't stall play like Rooney does. Uh, Rashford is just excitement. Uh, you know, I, I I think the best the best comment that Mourinho made today in the press conference was, you know, Iber, Ibrahimovic and Rashford. You know, thirty five and, and eighteen. Add them together, they they divide to the perfect age for a striker. So. <laughs> um that that to me is is indication i think that he's going to go with the uh, you know the two up the, those two up top i mean but you know all, performance on the pitch is is different than speaking in a paper so when 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 the season starts going through and they go through start going through training and they'll, they'll see what's going on you know if if Rooney doesn't show enough in training and he's getting outplayed by Martial and you know Rashford and Ibrahimovic then then he's going to get outplayed by him and, and he's not going to play i mean it, it, it's an unfortunate thing but you know that's, that's why teams in China offer you $75 million for them, and you should have yeah. taken it.
1: <laughs> um, I just thought of this, and I kind of want to go back to it. When you are asking me about Aguero or Ibrahimović, mm-hmm. the thing you didn't ask is would I want either at such a high
0: cost. Would you? Um, once again, it goes back to the prices of who, who I'm pairing him with. You oh, know, and if-, if the
1: reflections in the statistics page are real. Because if, if Firmino and Alexis Internautovic all count as forwards, that also changes things.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, Firmino, if Firmino's a forward and he's probably going to be – he's got to be in a, a, right around the 10 price tag, 9-5, I would say. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd imagine. Like eight five nine, 5 9 probably.
0: Yeah. Well, he, end, he came into the season at like 7 – I think he came at 7 last year and he ended at like 8, 8.2, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it all depends on price for me, but it, in a vacuum – depending on it, say if Firmino is 10, and he's one of my targets that I'd probably be targeting this year. Firmino at 10, I'd probably look at Aguero because Aguero, is, as I've said a thousand times on this podcast, uh, he's a damned if you do, damned if you don't player. Uh, he's going to be owned by more teams that you're chasing, and he's going to be owned by less teams that are chasing you. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, He's to, basically a must-captain, most of the time. Yeah, yeah, he's the one player that if can you're gonna gonna the invest in the Yeah, yeah, He's the one player that can blow the roof off a week. So... Uh, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't proposition. You know, I mean, I, I just know I'm going to have Joe Allen on every one of my teams because if up. he's at Swansea or if he's at Liverpool, no, just in general, he's going to be my captain. Every you know what year. I
1: love the idea of Joe Allen and Bony rejoining Sigurdsson back at Swansea after they all left.
0: Yeah, that'd be hilarious. It
1: only would have been funnier if Brendan Rodgers had gone back.
0: I don't think Swansea, I don't think Bony goes back to Swansea though. I know I know I heard the rumor, but I don't see it. Yeah, I think I West just- Ham
1: would be interesting. Or yeah, palace know, okay. if they fail in their bid for Benteke.
0: Yeah, I know. I know Swansea signed a guy uh, that was who's what's his name? Who Swansea? No, no, I was thinking somebody else. Never mind. Sorry, my bad. Off Great. the radio. <laughs> go go Bearcats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now who was I thinking? Now I'm thinking. Now I gotta find out who I was thinking of. Damn yep, it. Yep, go for it. <laughs> it's going to bother
1: me
0: well we know what we're putting in the commercial it's it? <laughs> probably a little too late in the show um, nah, it's, it's just like
1: hey buy this buy yeah, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> that's like basically the podcast version of the money's on the dresser yeah totally um <laughs> okay uh well while you're doing that uh i gave s- up i gave up oh, okay fair enough you see the new independence day no i haven't me either great radio moving on <laughs> great L- Lise
0: moissette is his name by the way For Bournemouth. sure uh, yeah sure played for play for la havre last year great oh uh do you have any thoughts on
1: vardy staying at lesser do you think it's duplicatable uh, that's not a word uh, also, they're going to be, deal with Champions League. Like, let's not care. Leicester had nine good players last season, mm-hmm. and now they're going to be stretched out over two competitions. If they do get Ahmed Musa, that becomes very interesting. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about the Leicester guys, knowing that they probably will be overpriced this year?
0: Uh, there's From a fantasy perspective, they're going to be owned because people people who played last year for the first time or, you know, they're new to this game... Are going to buy into the the fact that they were reliable last year? <laughs> Recap um, for the glory days. Exactly. Um, you know, most of the signings they've they've done this year are not fantasy impactful. You know, Ron Roberts, Isler, Luis Hernandez, Raúl Uche, Rubio, Nonplus, Mandy. Those are, those aren't guys that you you know you're going to be hanging your hat on for a lesser squad. Those are all depth signing. Um, you know, with Mares' price, going to be going to be probably way out way out of the ballpark. Um, he's going to be your 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 fantasy one midfielder, whereas most of the year last year you could afford him to be your fantasy four midfielder based on his price. Uh, same thing with Vardy. Vardy was your number three price wise striker for most of the year um, until you, until you started getting desperate and tinkering. Um, but you, based on that, you know I think that the beginning of the year is going to tell you exactly what Leicester is. Um, they're probably not going to win many games more than one two nil. Uh, if they if they do win, um, I don't think the defense is going to be as good as they were to, to beginning in the middle of last year. Um, their, their defense is a year older. They to have two older defenders, central defenders. Uh, even though I love West Morgan, so um, yeah. I mean, Price is probably going to be a big turnoff for the people who are paying attention to this game. For the for the people who aren't paying attention to this game and have a, a reliable sense of. You know what? They they did me well last year, so I'm going to try it again. Uh, we'll build their teams around them accordingly.
1: All right, and I want to make a bet here to wrap up today's show. Assuming that Tottenham do sign Jansen, which looks very likely, do you think Jansen or Batshuayi have more Premier League goals next year?
0: Um, hmm, I'll say Batshuayi. Okay. I'll take only because, Jansen. Only because I think he gets there's more opportunity for playing time, because I think... Tottenham needs Kane more than Chelsea needs Bashiwati. Hmm.
1: Interesting. I think we might see Kane more in the Champions League, which is why I think I'm going to take the other side. All right. Well, we'll bet a six-pack on it, and I will actually give it to you. Unlike some other sites, Zach. Next. <laughs> cough, cough. Cough, 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 cough. Subtlety. Um, all right. Well, that should do it uh, for us here today. Uh, Rob, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on rasball.com I should be getting the uh, soccer rankings up this week in accordance. I mean, me and Kevin are going to do a joint ranking summit between the two of us. We'll get that up in a couple weeks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Smokey underscore Lugy. That's L-O-O-G-Y. Uh, it's a baseball thing. If you don't know it, get to know it. <laughs> uh, uh, and here's Kevin to tell you his whole list of sundries that he does.
1: It's me. I don't actually have that many things to plug. Uh... Because it's the off-season. Uh, just be sure to keep it locked on the EPL Roundtable channel, which apparently you have because you're listening to this. Uh, as we continue to do uh, country updates, we'll have one with Andrew Gibney uh, tomorrow or today as you're listening to this. Um, what else is going on? Oh, uh, we're going to try to do a championship special here in a couple weeks uh, with representatives from each of the clubs that have come up. And also, we have a a couple of uh, new shows, potentially, in the works over on the EPL Roundtable channel. So just kind of keep it tuned there, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on everything that's coming your way. All right. Well, Rob, that's it for us. We'll be back sometime. Oh, are we going to be back next next week? week? Next week. We'll do one next week. Should we? I mean, the Euros will be over. All right. uh, We'll have to decide who we're giving things to. Again, contact us. Do that. Email us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. Put fantasy in the headline.
0: EPL site will be up. The FPL site will be up. Oh, the
1: FPL site will be up. Oh, we'll have so much to talk about.
0: We, we, we can talk about more draft format stuff for PlayTaga. Maybe we'll have John on for a little bit to, to peep yeah. his product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, Yeah,
1: we should do all that. Oh, also, wait, this is kind of a big thing. Um, wait, we, uh, can we announce it? Uh, we'll hold off. I might announce that next week. But we're, we're going to have a way uh, to have interaction from you, the listeners, in a league versus the listeners Uh, of a different place and then uh, winners might get into a league with us the following year at least that's the thought it's like dynasty podcasting. you ever you ever yeah you ever hear a half announcement
0: because that's that's what that just was okay we'll be back next week talking FPL so uh to- and everybody who actually cares was like basically you basically offered them cereal and wouldn't go uh, we don't need milk we don't have any milk <laughs> exactly alright so uh, I'm just kind of
1: blathering on at this point so we'll see you next week for more fantasy advice and junk catch you then peace